Okay. <laughs> yeah, I am excited about this one like I was the last one because these are good, good topics. Yeah. And uh, so I asked Coach to talk about uh, deflection. And uh, so real quick, uh, I'm Sherry Wilson on Genius Communication, Sherry Ann Wilson, Sherry with an I and with an E if you want to go check it out, .com. Coach, go ahead and introduce yourself. So today I'm going to be Coach Greg McNeil again because today I have to encourage you with a little bit of energy. Yes, yes. Yeah, so this, um, I don't know if it's like the biggest obstacle I've seen when dealing with people, uh, but in relationships, man, I, I see deflection all the time, all the time. And uh, and I'm sure it comes out in other ways, you know, like, mm -hmm. well, and that's why. The devil why I, made me do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry. Like we talked about the last time. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <right. laughs> I I um I wanted to talk to you about it for a while, but after um, seeing so many examples yesterday, <laughs> and then even with some appointments I've had today, I'm like, man, you people, you are blinding yourself not only to you know like let's say relationship wise what you have in that other mm -hmm. spouse that's mm -hmm. wonderful, right. but also to your own amazingness. I know that's not a word. Yes, but it is. Is it? If okay. it's not, it will be. Okay. <laughs> Give Webster a little bit of yeah. time. Okay. So. I wanted you to define it first. Okay. So deflection is a process, right? Oh, it is, oh now that's interesting. Yes, it is. It's it a is. process. Yes, it is. I thought it, it would be a reaction. It is reaction, um, but it's a process because if somebody is deflecting, they have a habit of deflecting. Okay. Right? So yes. they've been doing it for a while. Okay. Right? Because generally, if it's the first time they're trying to do it, they have a look on their face that says, oh, you just told a lie. <laughs> The, the skilled deflector has been doing it for many years, I can guarantee uh, you. <laughs> they got okay. that process down, right? Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, it is really a process by which a person deflects blame, okay. uh, responsibility, accountability, right? This is really what we're talking about. There is an ownership that is missing where we're in the place of deflection. Okay. Because generally, a person is being asked to be accountable for some form of behavior, thinking and action, right? Somebody's asking them to account to it. And when they don't feel like they have the courage to do so, they deflect. Okay. So <clears throat> you say to someone, I'm here to help you and your partner. Yeah. But it seems as though... Um, when your partner wants to go and visit um, his family, you tend to have a problem with that. Well, I just think his mother is not good for our relationship. Mm -hmm. Deflection. That's deflection. Exactly. Okay. Right? <clears throat> yeah. So, the police officer pulls somebody over because they were doing 65 and a 45. Uh-huh. Well, those people are speeding right there. Deflection. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So, and then right there in your household, it's like the glass breaks. Uh-oh. Mom is coming home. Who did that? He did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. So, you can see then, we start learning the art of deflection in our own homes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is saying that 
we have not developed sufficient confidence to take responsibility for what we think, how we feel, and how we behave. So is it another fear issue? Oh, generally speaking, yes. I would say 100% of the time it is. Okay, so here's the deal. So if it's a fear issue... The people that often deflect seem very confident and they're deflecting. Oh, of course they do. Right up until the time the person takes action. So let me give you an example. So I'm working with this couple. I love working with couples, right? They're just incredible. So in this case here, Mm -hmm. I got a gentleman who really is not paying attention to his wife. He just kind of assumes that Whatever they're doing is fine with her. She's talking to him about some things that she wants, she'd like to experience, but he can't hear her, right? Yes. So one day, he comes home. Sounds like the couple I'm working with, Coach. We're not sharing clients, are we? No, 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 no. I don't think so. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Otherwise, we're double billing. It just might be older than Adam and Eve, right? (laughs) What's going on? Yeah, it is. There we go. So one day, he comes home, and he has the same routine. But this time he looks at his wife and she looks different. He looks in her eyes and he he sees a look he's never seen before. And instantly he's scared. He's scared. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> he's like, what's happening? She says, I'm leaving you. Wow. And he says, why? And she says, We've already talked about this for the past several years. Yeah. You, you've you already let me know where you need to stand. So now he don't know what to do. He went out drinking. He's scared to death. He's calling the phone. He's calling you. He's calling me. I need help. My wife's trying to leave me. What can we do? She says, all right, then. I'll give you one session. Mm, <laughs> yes. So they sit down in there. And the first thing he says is, we're in here because my wife is leaving me and I don't know why she's trying to leave. Deflection. That was immediate deflection. Immediately. And you know damn well why she's leaving because when you walk in and I'm looking at both of them, I already know she's gone. Right? (laughs) There's a checkout sign. Exactly. I'm looking at the body language and and the distance that she have between you. You look scared and she looks like she's she on the way out. She made up her mind. That's exactly right. She's already designing her next bow. I and know it ain't be, you. I didn't know we'd be preaching two episodes, Coach, but I can feel the energy. You're absolutely right. Yes. And then it's like a mystery. It's a mystery to the poor person. They don't know why this is happening. It's not a mystery. It's never a mystery. Okay, go ahead, Coach. Again, and Needless to say, when they come to see me, they're already shaking because it's like, look, you don't get to bullshit me. Yes. Sorry, I'm sorry because I'm coming at them that way. I'm going to use the language you use when mm-hmm. you talk to each other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I want to make sure that you do not misunderstand me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell you straight. <laughs> so, if so, you, so if you're listening, right, and I ask you what you want, I don't want to hear what your mom and dad did, yes. right? Yes. I don't want to hear the conditions of your work. Yeah. I don't want to hear you say anything except I want this. Yeah. Because the minute I ask you the question and the next thing you say is not a direct answer to the question, you have deflected. You left okay. your body. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that's interesting because obviously, you know, 
we've both done a lot of work with people. You in a mm-hmm. professional setting mm-hmm. where you have degrees and things, and me in more of a layperson setting. Okay. The so truth is the truth, love. It, it is. <laughs> and we know that definitely upbringing experiences and stuff can have a factor. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is, so I want to make sure everybody understands. What Coach is saying, I'm pretty sure, is when he, myself, anybody else says, what do you want? And your response is not a clear what you want. And you go off into like pulling things out of left field and this happened to me when I was three and blah. And you're getting into all these other terms and positions and experiences. You're deflecting. And you hear footsteps. (laughs) (laughs) Because we probably walked out. (laughs) Okay. So now I'm curious. So if it's a fear response, okay, could it be, because I could hear people asking, when you ask, what do you want? Now, let me put this disclaimer. If you are trying to save your marriage and someone says, what do you want? You should be, I want my marriage. That's Right? right. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I've got a high willingness to change. I've got a high willingness to learn. You give me step A, B, C. I will execute it better than anybody you've ever seen. That's right. Right? That's what I want to hear. But when someone is saying, what do you want? And you're passing the buck, then could it be you really don't want that? Well, so for Mm, me. Now we're getting deep, right? That's right. So for me, that's I stress individuals and or couples with the truth because that's all I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. And I let them know right off the bat, Mm -hmm. I don't referee fights or any of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. If you came Mm -hmm. to see me, you want to do one thing. You want to heal. If you don't want to heal, I'm not the person you call. So you got to make sure because sometimes, okay, I know we're getting into marriage stuff, but I'm feeling something here. Every... Every so let's just do this. Okay. You own a company, you're married to it. Uh-huh. You own a corporation, you're married to right. it. Right. So there is no such thing that any so let me back up, let's say this. Everything is a relationship. Yes, it is. We are always in relationship to that which we have around us. So we could call it marriage. We could just call it relationship, but we're really talking about the same thing. So it's whether it's business or interpersonal, it's still the same thing. If you don't have harmony in your business relationship, it dissolves. If you don't have harmony in your marriage relationship, it dissolves. So there you go. Now here's the point I'm getting to. All right. Because this is revolutionary for me. (laughs) Okay. So let's take it back to the marriage. Because by the way, did you know our marriage tip podcast um, has done better than any of the other podcasts? Well, that's probably the most because it's the most important thing in the world. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get back to your couple. Okay. Because I'm on to something. All right. I good. think. Okay. If you you set a couple down and you say, what do you want? If they can't say, I want my marriage, I want my spouse, whatever, and they start deflecting, then is that not an indicator that maybe they really don't want their marriage? Could it be an indicator, Coach, that, you know, you, you see ahead, what I'm go, saying, go, go ahead, right? Go ahead. Like, if you can't say that's why you're sitting there, then what, what that tells me is you want your wife to comply or your husband to comply, or you want the comfortableness of the relationship and you going home every day and she's cooked your meal and she's done your laundry. You really don't want a marriage. You want a maid. So if you, you know what I mean? So it's actually, you don't want a marriage, right? You want what you want. And so then, let's take it elsewhere. 
If you ask someone, what do you want? They say, I don't know. BS. That is BS. That's right. I don't know, I'm finding, is a deflection for fear. Yes. You actually do know. Always. So when people can't answer what do you want, especially like in relationship things, then and they start deflecting, that would tell me they don't want a marriage. So one You of the, see what I'm saying? You I see do. where I'm going? I do. Okay. So what I typically do then, it doesn't matter, are you in your workplace? Because mm-hmm. I deal with all manner of things, right? It doesn't matter. It's like you and your relationship to your aircraft. I don't right, care right. Yeah. how you treat it. I want to yeah. know. Okay, so when I'm talking to someone, I ask directly, I want to know, on a scale of one to ten, how strongly, how committed are you two to keeping your marriage? Yeah. And once I say that, I shut up and then I start watching the body language. I process silence. I process a fidget. I'm telling you, it's like I'm looking at you. I can't see a damn word on the page sometimes, but I right. can see that body language. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm listening to what they say. Yes. And then they say, we want to keep it. I want to keep it. I want to keep it. And then the next thing you know, I give them another challenging question, right? Because I just keep coming. I keep coming until I bring it out because I know what's going on in there, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, look, if you can't be honest then you're mm. doing something else. Mm-hmm. So a lot mm-hmm. of times when in certain situations, um, I think saying, I don't know, is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I would not ask a person something that I thought was really sensitive in um, with a group of people. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> That's not appropriate. Yeah. But if we're sitting down doing a type of work and I'm asking you a question, what do you want? I don't know. I'm like, the next thing I'm going to say is this. (laughs) So I'm going to give you another chance to answer that question. (laughs) Because right now, my soul is in this room with you. (laughs) If you want to do some work, you need to let me know. (laughs) Because if you don't, let us both get up from here because you're not going to waste my time. Right. Right. Okay. So I I know it's a little bit humorous, but that's my style of working with people because it's Mm -hmm. like you can be healed quickly once you change your mind. But if you keep, I don't know, maybe sometimes I'm not really sure. It's like you're going to be dragging it. Mm-hmm. for a long time yeah, yeah. and that's what ends up happening a lot of time in couplehood so no employer wakes up one day and suddenly finds that the people that he is supervising or she is supervising don't want to do any work mm-hmm. they're in that situation because you probably created an environment that is not um, conducive to not only the professionalism that you say you want but the productivity Yeah. so What's going on with your leadership? Well, I just think I need a different type of employee. Stop. Time out. Mm -hmm. Every employee is the same. Mm -hmm. The common denominator is you. Yes. What are you willing to do next? Well, I just think I need another person. Well, guess what? You can hire another person and you can hire somebody in my place, too, because you're not going to wear me out because you're still in the same place. When you deflect, you're saying I'm not ready to take ownership for what I first think, how I feel and then what I ultimately do. When you say not ready, could you also say not willing? Yeah, exactly right. Because I was thinking when you were talking that, you know, deflection is actually 
uh, ego as well. Mm -hmm. Because again, like you have to take personal responsibility mm -hmm. and ownership, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, the reason, you know, again, I wanted to talk about this is I just had another example of it today. And it's like, I'm in this meeting, we've got, you know, couplehood that's about to be, you know, singlehood. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm stressing that reality you probably will not be married in a year if you don't do very, you know, two very simple coach, simple things. And there was so much deflection that I literally could just feel we're we're done talking. There's no love in that particular example, too. Yeah, right? I, I, there. I cannot get past your ego. I cannot get past your deflection uh, because people don't like to be wrong. Right. People don't like to make mistakes. Yep. But really the easiest thing in life is to just own your mistakes and own when you're wrong, even though it might hurt a little bit, because what the reality is people respect that. They they that just like takes their level of wow, they owned that. I can mm -hmm. do something with this person. Mm -hmm. I can stay married to this person. Mm -hmm. I can work with this person. Mm -hmm. And there's even like a I remember I did studies as far as like business where if you make him, if you hear Joseph, it's because he's being ridiculous. That's if all right. you um, if you make a mistake with a client, right, mm -hmm. and you don't own it, you will not only lose that client, you're going to lose a lot of other potential clients and even some current clients because no one likes people that are cowards and don't own it. Okay, exactly. But if you own it and you fix it the best you can. The loyalty of that customer goes up 90% and they will immediately become your biggest fans and get you more business. Yes, they will. And so we've seen it over and over and over. So when you think about, we have science coach that proves yep. taking ownership works, right? Yep. What is the primal thing going on here? Why is it so hard for people and they just deflect all over the place? So fear is really the biggest pandemic that okay. we deal with, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so in a number of cases, people haven't really learned how to speak honestly and openly about what they need, mm. what their boundaries are. Mm -hmm. So there's, they're generally speaking, we're talking about a society that's geared to defend something mm. instead of just step into it. Right? That's good. Mm -hmm. So I told a couple the other day, I said, compromise is a bad word that doesn't exist. They looked at me and they were like, really? It, that word doesn't exist? I said, the word does. I said, but the act itself does not. Right. And then she was like, well, that's kind of hard to understand. I said, really? Okay, tell me the last time you compromised and got what you want. Keep exactly. in mind, you're in New Jersey and I'm in New Mexico. You called me. So tell me when the last time you compromised and you were happy. Yes. Crickets. Yes. Right? Yep. So she was said, I see what you mean. I yep. said, okay, so now let's go. We don't compromise. We negotiate. Yes. And in order to negotiate, you have to have strength in yourself, confidence in yourself, and you have to know what you want and what's right for you. Yeah. Right? That's good. Yeah. I, I was shocked when I discovered there ain't no such thing as compromise. Mm -mm. Uh-uh. One loses and one wins, basically. That's exactly what it is. And, and it's, Yeah. And I learned that in the context of marriage. It was like another guy. He's um, a doctor, and he said, there's no such thing 
He said some things are unsolvable, but you can get to a place where you have the negotiation and you're able to still have a very um, beautiful relationship, right? Mm -hmm. But you always know they're probably going to want you to put your glass in the dishwasher and you always know they're going to leave their toothpaste lid off. But right. you can still come to negotiation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because every everybody has dreams mm-hmm. and and their underlying dreams. And so, you know, that's just I mean, that's just the way it is. So here we have, okay, so we ha- we have fear. Okay, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Could the like fear is a pandemic. Mm-hmm. The ultimate pandemic. Do you think the fear could be centered in and this may be just too heavy for a podcast, but I was thinking about something that if you're wrong or if you've done something wrong, that it's a, a value statement of your worth. In other words, you fear being less than. Absolutely. Could that be it or I, part of it? Oh, absolutely. So if, am I jumping in right now? No, no, no. Go, okay. Ahead. okay. Go ahead. So, yeah. So any of those things, right? Self-worth, value, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Esteem, all of those things could be in play relative to where that particular person is, right? So the individual will dis- will really determine where they are with certain things, right? So yeah. we know, for instance, <clears throat> I'm about to say this, when someone says there are sexual issues in the relationship with the guy, it's in the thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not in the body. Yeah. It's in the thinking first, right? Yeah. It's so... What happens to the guy? What do you do? Okay, well, he starts to clam up, right? Yes. Stops communicating. Yes. Starts shutting down emotionally, right? Because he doesn't know how to speak on it. Right. Now, the partner with him already knows you're having some problem because she can tell us like, uh, hey, buddy, he- hello, come back yes. this way, right? Yes. She knows. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Ego, pride. Self-esteem, value, work, exactly. The tyranny of the shoulds, right? Yeah. So all of those things are in play. Now, if the guy says, "Honey, I, I think I need help. I'm, I feel like I'm there. I need some help." Now, when you admit the truth, you find a solution, and it's always glorious. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When you come together, you're going to find a glorious solution that works for you both. Yeah. But if you stay in that place where you are ty- trying to protect and blame. And in this example that I'm giving you right now, mm-hmm. I have seen some of the worst behaviors on the planet. Yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, it's you. Yeah. Why are you browbeating your partner with something? It's you. You're afraid. You know, it's like, look, for first of all, you're 40 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. You're tired, mm-hmm. right? You don't, There's nothing going on for you. You know your body is not working. So why are you just needling yeah. your, your partner? Yeah. You're trying to drive her confidence in the ground. You're deflecting. And now mm-hmm. you want her to carry what is yours, yes. right? Yes. And so for me, those are the kinds of things that I have to remove out of relationships. And this is why I tell couples when I, when they come to see me, I said, look, I'm here to help you to preserve what you want to preserve. Right. And in that process, you are going to find out exactly what that is. Because mm-hmm. not everybody 
can stay together and that's okay, but they can communicate at such a level like they can negotiate that. It's like, guess what? You know what? We do love each other, but we recognize there's places where we have differences and we're not comfortable when we try to even negotiate those because it takes us out of our comfort zone. Congratulations. That's not for you to do, right? You're not suited. But if you are, when you get to that point, now you can come together because you both know what you need to do because you take ownership. Yeah. You don't deflect it. So when the guy says, I don't want to hold my wife's hand because I just don't have time for that, I think it's awkward. It's awkward. And it's like, it's like, okay. So how would you feel if you saw that same wife of yours walking with somebody else and they're holding your hand or maybe even giving her a hug? How'd you feel about that? I wouldn't be happy. Well, I suggest that you find a way to turn that word awkward into something pleasurable and start holding her hand because somebody else will. Well, the deflection went even further to, than that where she doesn't want to do that. That's not who she is. Okay, well and now, now I'm like, wow. so, so now then that is an imposition because yes. the minute he says this is not who she is, he is telling you that he knows everything about what she feels and what she thinks and what she does. Which was crazy because she's the one that that was her absolute. That's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now you're calling her a liar, but the only liar in the room is you. Mm-hmm. You're lying to yourself. And that, to me, deflection, when we were talking about the show notes, it deafens and it blinds. Yes, it you does. You can literally have a warning sign right in front of you mm-hmm. and they just don't see. And when you try to bring up specific things, how you start a conversation, mm-hmm. how you talk to your spouse, all of that, and, and all you know, two to tango. I'm not, I'm never one side, right? Mm-hmm. But it's still like it, when you're talking about these things, you're saying, hey, if you do these simple things, you can have the best marriage of anybody you know. That's right. And then there's still deflection. Now at that point, I'm just not sure how to even get past that level of deflection. So that's when they need Coach Greg. Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, it comes down to what they want. So mm-hmm. um, I'm giving you a gut punch. Why is that? Because when you get to me, I'm just telling you, you can have what you want, but you have to be very clear about how you are thinking about things. Yeah. So I'm here to help you to think accurately about yes. yourself, right? Yes. So that's why I ask a guy, do you really love your wife? Oh, I do. How much? Well, I love her. A lot. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to do everything in your power to maintain not just a relationship, but to make sure it's extraordinary? And then the minute they go, well, uh, stop right there. Yeah. And that's exactly what I do right there. I said, stop. Do you or don't you? Well, I need to. No, uh-uh. not with me. You don't. Yeah. You need to tell me right now, right? Because I'm looking at the clock, right? Because when so, people are like, "Well, oh, that's already doubt." <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now that you have a sense of the flavor, so the person comes in and like, "Hey, let me help you to do what you want." It's like, I don't know. I need to ask God. I need to pray. And I was like, uh, "Well, that part's already been done." It's like the grace. And all of that, excuse me, has been given. Yes. All you have to do is just accept it. So tell me what you want. Oh, I just, I, I, I don't know. It's like, well, hang on for a second. Didn't you tell me that you had faith? Mm-hmm. Well, I do. I don't hear that. <laughs> I hear fear and doubt. I hear an excuse. So do you have it or not? And they're looking at me and I'm like, like. What am I supposed to say? You're supposed to say, yes, you do, and then give me an example that you have it, right? Yes. Don't 
give me an excuse. Well, you know, there's some that's deflection, huh? Exactly. Okay. So that's exactly why I included that in there. Because once you sit up in your chair, you look around, and then you get ready to give me this soliloquy, stop right there. I don't need that. You We're not too in many any, words. Too many, too words. many words. You've heard yep. me say that there's yep. too many words right there. It's like, we need a yes or, or a no. <laughs> Which can be difficult for people because, you know, for many reasons, but when it's like sometimes it's hard to say, I don't want this. You know what I mean? Like it you build is. your whole life around it. Exactly. And all of a sudden you're like, I don't yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Some people, they're, they're very honest with themselves, and they'll just start taking steps toward what they want. Mm -hmm. And others, they'll just continue in the lie. So one of the biggest things, I can't say too much about this, but I'll just say this. In my capacity out at Cannon Air Force Base, mm -hmm. now I meet Monday morning the commander. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that I'm talking about right now is we need to put other programs in place for younger airmen and things like that. That's there's thinking about getting into marriage and relationship. I said your your marriage enrichment classes and all of that kind of stuff is after the fact. Right. Okay. And then you bring somebody in there and the person that they're having to talk to is a priest, right? Well, now all of a sudden you really got the people twisted up because they can't even speak. It's like, what's going to happen? Am I going to catch on fire or what? It's like, yeah. look, we need to help people to learn first who they are, what they need, what those boundaries are, and make sure that they have the strength to stand in that instead of just getting married right away. Yeah. Because you hit this base right here and it's like, this is a SOCOM base. We go to war. Yeah. You got out of school, you're 18 years old, you never dated anybody, you get to your first base, you see somebody, she smiles at you because she got that funky haircut and then you're ready to fall in love. And you know what? She saw you coming, right? She's watching you for the last five minutes and you don't even know it. By the time you get there, you say, hi, my name is so-and-so. She's already seen your name tag. Yep. She's just waiting. Predator. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, mm -hmm. but when I'm looking at this, it's like you're not equipped. Mm -hmm. You don't know who you are yet. Mm -hmm. So you are about to start a relationship that's going to be riddled with a series of lies yeah. because you cannot give the truth to someone else when you don't know it for yourself. Yeah. So all you're going to have is a relationship full of deflection, yeah. fighting, fighting, fighting. Yeah. And by the time they get in to see somebody, they don't even know what the truth is anymore because they can't even stand to hear the person whisper. You know, they're so upset with each other. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Psst, what is it? <laughs> Or if they even blink wrong. Exactly. Okay, so I have one final question right. in this uh, episode, and that is, okay, and if, I don't even know if, how, okay, so if you're the one deflecting, what's the sign? So the person that's deflecting is generally going to be nervous, mm -hmm. is going to be nervous, uh, defensive, Okay, defensive could be a That's good right. one they could look for. Exactly. Because sometimes when you're deflecting, you don't realize it. That's exactly right. And you, you're full of excuses, okay. right? It's like, you did this, you did that. You you know, generally speaking, when there's a lot of deflection going on, the word you, Y-O-U, mm -hmm. is prime. You mm -hmm. can hear it all over the it's place. It's never I take responsibility. It's you. Everybody else That's is right. Blamed. They did it. She did it. You did it. 
Yeah. You okay. know, if you hadn't done that, I wouldn't have did this. Oh, wait a minute. Really? Yeah. Exactly. You're giving your power away. You're giving your power away. And so you've heard me say this before. If you really want to shock someone, tell them the truth, right? You want to lose personal power, tell a lie. Mm -hmm. When you're deflecting, you're telling a lie. A lie. 